That was Planet Hell by Nightwish, their B-side to the lead single off of their fifth album Once. You're listening to Geology here on TuneFM 106.9. Never has it been more apparent that you know your stuff when you're like, this is from the B-side of this album. It came out in this year. This song was specifically written by this person. It was written uh, by Thomas and if that's more detail that you wanted. Oh, okay. It was the lead, the B, no, it was the B-side off their lead single. Their lead oh. single. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 I do care. And we're, we're, here, we're here to learn. Okay. So, yeah, you are listening to the Geology Hour with... Ben. And Chelsea. And we have a special guest today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Introduce yourself. My name is Madeline or Maddie or whatever people want to call me. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And w- what brings you in here today? Um, basically, Chelsea brought me in today because <laughs> we were talking about stuff for the house and we're like she's like oh do you want to be on the radio i'm like why not it's not like i have exams to study for or anything (laughs) yes oh happy exam week everyone first day of exam thank Thank you you good luck (laughs) good luck to everyone that is doing exams this week um may the best results be upon you yes let's hope you don't fail uh words of wisdom (laughs) and it's good that we have such soothing, calm music to help you study coming up in yes. the geology, hard rock and heavy metal hour. Well, you would know as well as I do, Chelsea, that this music is soothing to fans of rock and metal like ourselves. Absa-heckin' abso- yes. yes. So, coming up, we have some fun news featuring, of course, our favourite band at the moment, Sabaton, oh, after yes. speaking to uh, our new best friend, uh, bassist Per. Yes, thank you, Chelsea. Because you know I can't pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, that it's and we'll we'll. If you remember our last episode two weeks ago, we had a big fit about umlauts. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, uh, we also have some news coming up concerning Slipknot, Corn, Papa Roach, and Rage Against the Machine. Yes. Yes, and of course. As you may or may not remember, we were having some severe technical difficulties on the whole university. It, was, it wasn't anything to do with us. We're, we're magnificent. Um, <laughs> but our interview featuring our best friend, uh, Per Sundström, is coming up later. Because we could not play it on Geology two weeks ago, which was unfortunate. Yeah, we were super sad about it. But that just gives us an excuse to play more Fields of Verdun. Yes, it does. And that <laughs> is an excuse I will always relish in. Absolutely. However, coming up next, I wanted to continue on with something that you did in our first episode where you had a iconic pop song that was covered in a heavy metal. Yes. Yeah, we, we played... Um, Rasputin, Rasputin. Turisas. Yes, um, which you can check out on our podcast. The podcast is up on our transistor, which you can find by going to our Facebook page, which is TuneFM 106.9. I have decided to continue with that by playing Running in the 90s, um, which is covered by a guy called Richard E.B. Okay. Which you can definitely follow him on YouTube. But it is a licensed song and I did buy it. Good, that's good. (laughs) I've not heard of this man before, so I'm interested to see how this sounds. Yeah. So here it is for you, Running in the 90s. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM with the Geology Hour. See you in a sec.
That was Hard Rock Hallelujah by Lordy, the 2006 Eurovision winner. Nothing wrong with digging something up out of the archives, especially if it's that good. Yes. I'm is it sh- rock and metal? It is absolutely rock yes, and metal. Yes, I know. I'm just jerking your chain. <laughs> no, <laughs> jerking my chain. You're <laughs> listening to the Geology Hour on 106.9 at Tune FM, and it's time for some, some hard rock and heavy metal news. My favourite part of the week. Yes. Segment name pending can you please if if you are listening and you have some good names for the hard rock and heavy metal news that you uh send them through to our facebook page tune fm 106.9 archaeology 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 fitting with the like when archaeologists dig up rocks they learn things about them learning news etc I guess, yeah. That was atrocious. Please think of a better name for that. <laughs> please, please think of a better name. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some news, and I'm gonna get some feedback on that news from you two hard rock heavy metal fans <laughs> and Madeline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right. So straight up, I'm going to talk to you about Sabaton because everyone knows that I'm low key in love with that band. Um, and they okay. have released their their tour dates and their tour locations. Well, at least some of them. Yes. Some of them are, and I put in quotes, secret locations. So they they're kicking off by by um, playing at a couple of music festivals. Um, realistically a lot of european bands will include a fair amount of festival dates on their tours because it gives them a lot more exposure they don't it's a shorter set so they don't have to um expend as much energy as during a full set list and it pretty much allows them to play in front of a bigger audience so i understand why they do it yeah absolutely and what's interesting about um the great tour is the album doesn't come out until next month um but they're starting the album's tour at the end of this week yes so yeah, they're they're kicking off in um, Germany. So they'll be in Germany on the seventh and eighth of June. Then going over to Austria on the thirteenth. Oh damn it! I knew you were going to say Austria, but as soon as you said Austria, I was about to get really really excited. No, I'm I'm unfortunately not. Um, All my hopes and dreams are crushed. You will hear in the interview. He he sounded sad that he, he did come. Yeah, spoiler alert: they're not coming to Australia. Um, um, possibly not coming to Australia. I'd say it probably depends. not. Um, then they're heading over to Switzerland, then France, Belgium, Poland, Spain, Sweden. Their home country. Yeah, the Island Islands, Finland. Helsinki in Finland, out of curiosity. Uh, Helsinki in Finland. No, ver- oh, you make me pronounce these umlauts. Hang on, uh, I, I know the Finnish language. I might be able to pronounce it if you show me the- Okay, <laughs> that was it? atrocious. Yeah. Vanolanimi in Finland. Vanolanimi in Finland. Close enough. Very close. Uh, then heading back over to Germany where it is sold out. The United Kingdom, back to Sweden, They're going back to, to Germany. Yep. Good Lord. And then they'll be in the United States from the 4th of October. They get all the best stuff. I to hate the America. the 15th of October. I hate America because <laughs> they get the D. Every European band will go to America because it's, it's not too far. They can play in little clubs. I hate America. Yeah, 16th of October um, for Canada, which they'll be staying until the 19th of October, then heading back down into the United States from the 21st of October. All the way to the 3rd of November. Then they're going to the Baltic Sea in Sweden. Oh, how awesome would that be in the Baltic Sea? Um, To Russia and 
their stay in Russia for quite a while and before heading to Belarus and then going home. I would say I don't. Th- I would say that's the complete tour. I don't think there'll be any more dates added to that. That's a yeah, most most likely. They they made a big deal about um, the Great Tour, saying that they were going to um, the the farthest corners of the earth. Obviously, Australia is a bit too far. I was going to say we're further than the furthest corner, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But um, they Thanks, are playing Jürgen. in some pretty quiet spots. So if you want more information on that, you can check them out, check that out at sabaton.net. I mean, I will say, you know, kudos to them. It's good that they are, you know, playing in as far a reach as they possibly can. They're doing pretty a fair amount of European countries, especially ones that you wouldn't normally see on a general on a stereotypical European tour that a lot of bands would do. They're yeah. going to the states. They're going to the UK, which is good. And they're going to Russia and Belarus and the Baltic Sea. So kudos to them. I hope the tour goes well. I just wish there were more oceanic dates on the tour. <laughs> Absolutely. And, um, you know, that, that Sabaton is a, is a friend of this show. Yes. And Probably we, not now if we blasted friggin' music into his ear. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, probably, I shouldn't be saying what happens in the interview before the interview actually goes out. So uh, Yes. Uh, also, you guys don't know that that happens because that was a technical glitch on the behind the scenes of the geology hour. Yeah, we're amateurs. I've just spoiled that. My bad. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Madeline, thoughts on, on Sabaton? You actually have heard me and our other roommate blasting this most... Yeah, most of the time. I'm ju- I'm just here to learn. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, would you make a giant trip to see a band that you really liked, like um, as far as Europe? Why not? If I really, really liked them. You yeah. Know, I was genuinely spend money on experience, not yeah. things. Like legitimately on Nightwish's last tour, my. Uh, parents and my girlfriend uh, legitimately had to talk me out of spending a large sum of money to fly to Finland to go to their last show because they weren't coming to Australia because it was only a small tour. So I do, I I understand the notion of very desperately wanting to fly overseas to see your favourite band. It is a uh, unfortunate thing about being in Australia. And really like America's not too far and pretty cheap so I think you're probably going to need to talk me out of flying over to see the Great Tour. (laughs) You can uh, through STA at the moment you can fly to Los Angeles and return for only eight fifty. Well, that's should, a fun sorry. shout out to STA. I should, who do not sponsor this show, but I should point out that that is eight hundred and forty nine dollars, not eight dollars forty nine. Oh well, got my hopes up. Uh-huh. Anyway, moving right along, we have the track list for "We Are Not Your Kind" has been released. Yes, I'm keen. Yeah, you're keen already? Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to quickly roll through the track list. And it's Insert Coin, Unsainted, which they have released early and we have had a listen to here on the show. Birth of the Cruel, Death Because of Death, Nero Forte, Critical Darling, Liar's Funeral, Red Flag, What's Next, Spider's Orphan, My Pain, Not Long for This World, and Solway Firth. I like them all. I'm probably, yeah. mo- I'm probably more the two that I'm most looking forward to purely based on the titles are Birth of the Cruel and Liar's Funeral but they all sound very intriguing yeah that definitely they definitely do and obviously we've had just a little taste and it sounds quite good this is obviously coming off their three year hiatus I believe so yes yeah, I so. do know as well I may have mentioned this last time on the show but I don't think I did Slipknot are supporting Metallica on Metallica's Australian tour starting in August I believe so if anybody doesn't have their Metallica tickets yet and you didn't know that Slipknot was supporting them, that might be just a little bit of an incentive to. A little bit of a boost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Madeline, I believe you do have some Slipknot background knowledge. <laughs> wow. From that one song where they mash it with the Wiggles with fruit salad. <laughs> yes, and you'll be able to catch that when this show goes out on Tune FM 106.9. Please follow our Facebook page. We're lonely. All right. You're listening to the Geology Hour. I'm going to wrap this little news segment up a bit early because we have had quite the chat. Yes, we have. Um, but I'm going to say one last thing, which I think is pretty Im- pretty interesting and does lead into our next song break, um, and that's Rage Against the Machines frontline Zach De La Rocha has released... Um, uh, after releasing a bunch of his solo tracks, he's now no longer wants to rejoin the band. Um, they have um, made plans to get back together, but he's really holding out. So it's interesting to see whether they will continue to try and persuade him or if they will be replacing him as front man. Obviously, his uh, linguistic vocal style is very, very unique. Mm. Um yeah, what do you what do you think about well, them moving forward? Yeah, I mean, it's a tricky one because I do know that there are a lot of reasons why members of a band that have since broken up don't want to rejoin for a reunion tour or for a little, you know, I guess one last show. Yeah. It's been well documented, for instance, um, two founding members of the band Kiss, for instance, are not being part of the end of the, their last tour that's currently going on. Um, there was a lot of difficulty getting Guns N' Roses back together because... Uh, Slash didn't want to rejoin. So I will say I think it's unfortunate that he doesn't want to. Um, All the best to him if he does decide to stay away. I would say to the band that if they all want to do it and they want to go forward, I wouldn't try and persuade him too, too much to do so because you're only going to waste time and effort. If you are going to find a replacement, I would urge caution because a lot of hardcore fans will be less than accepting of that shall we say but if yeah. they if they desperately want to do it if they it's want to like go when acdc of course um, added axel rose yes that was very that was controversial um and there was a lot of backlash against that although from what i've heard all the shows were pretty spectacular so if they do it good luck to them i would i would say if you want to do it to the if the other members of the band still want to do it i would and if you have to find a substitute frontman go for it because i don't think the whole band should be forced to miss out on another tour just because of one individual refusing to join. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, and I'd say to the frontman um, of Rage Against the Machine, Zach, you're not irreplaceable <laughs> and you're not as... I, I wouldn't... I just urge against thinking that you're more special than you actually are. Yeah, he, he has done a bunch of um, singles by himself, so he's, he's possibly just trying to reach into his solo career. And that's fair enough too. I mean, Gerard Way released a few solo albums after My Comic Romance broke up. Um Although that doesn't look like they're going to be re- getting back together anytime soon, but <laughs> it does happen. Um, personally, I'd like to see the full band rejoin yeah, for a absolutely. tour, but if it can't be done, I wouldn't want that to dissuade the rest of the members from going ahead anyway. Yeah, no worries. And in saying that, we will be playing Killing in the Name, a classic Rage Against mm. the Machine. Most people have, have definitely heard this. Yeah, I'd say so. If not in its original as a uh, pl- being played on a bunch of toy drum kits. That yep. was actually my intro into heavy metal music Aww. was uh, that guy playing Killing in the Name and I just started listening to the music and I loved it. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, so Killing in the Name, then TNT by ACDC. They did get a brief mention. They and did. Then- <laughs> that's a good segue. Without even realising it. There's the and, segue for the day. And then My Happiness by Powderfinger and then we'll be back with our uh, Per Sundstrom interview. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We'll see you in a sec. 
Of course, this next track does contain some explicit language, so any listeners with sensitive ears, just watch out.
That was My Happiness by Powderfinger. Unfortunately, I am not as well versed in Powderfinger as I am in Nightwish, so I can't give you the exact details regarding that track, but it is one of their more iconic songs, so I wanted to play it for you all. And the reason I bring it up is because, just like Rage Against the Machine, there are rumors swirling around that there is the possibility of a Powderfinger reunion. Nothing concrete has been announced, and there's certainly nothing as... uh, concrete as Rage Against the Machine situation where they are actively campaigning for it but it is a persistent rumour and sources close to uh, the frontman have said that uh, the band are potentially keen maybe it's unclear whether it would be a reunion tour or another album but if it does happen I say good I think they're one of the better uh, rock acts to come out of Australia besides obviously ACDC so I wish them the best and let's hope it's true Of course, they dissolved in 2010, and we haven't really heard much from them since, so I wanted to play that song, given the discussion about the Rage Against Machine situation, but... Yeah, so that, that. as it turns out, that whole song break was a good segue. It was. We went from the... We had an ACDC segue, and Powderfinger was related, so yeah, Yeah. yes. Awesome. Uh, Now to something completely unrelated. (laughs) And now for something completely different. Uh, Person Strom. Yes. Best friend of this show. He is amazing. Personal best friend of mine. He is awesome. He is a straight up cool dude. Super nice. You're about to hear our interview with him. You can hear, you can palpably hear the excitement and the nervousness in in Ben and I's voice as we interview someone who is the founder of one of the most iconic heavy metal bands of the 21st century. We were terrified. We were pretty scared, but he was an extremely chill dude. He talked to us before and talked to us after, and he was really nice. So that's what we're going to play for you now. Here is Per Sundstrom. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. That was Private Public Breakdown by Alice Cooper. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. And we have a very special guest on with us today. Um, We're both super excited. It's uh, Pa Sonstrom from Sabaton. He's the bass player. Say hi. Hello there, Australia. (laughs) Hi. So you're on air with Chelsea and Ben. We are a small university radio station up in the New England, which is a pretty rural part of Australia. And we're so excited to have you. All right. Well, I'm (laughs) I'm happy to be here talking to you guys. And and I'm happy to, hopefully, that uh, a lot of the people who are listening to your radio station will also like our new album. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll get to that in a bit of a sec. So uh, you're one of the founding members of Sabaton, uh, which is a power metal history band for our listeners who don't know yet. Um, was, was doing power metal and history always the plan or are you just going to do power metal or how did that kind of come about? We started the band without having any specific topic in mind. We just wanted to play heavy metal and... Um, we felt on the first songs that we wrote that the lyrics didn't give us anything. They were just a necessary evil in order to have something to sing uh, along with the tracks. But in 2004, when we were recording Primo Victoria, we started to write about historical topics and we instantly felt, oh, this is something that gives us something back. This is interesting. And uh, me and Joachim, who have been the main people of the band, and the songwriters we have since then thought, okay, this is, um, it gives us something and it gives the, the fans something more but for those who are history interested for, for the others. It's just good good lyrics, I guess. Yeah, so is, is history a personal interest of yours or was it more of like a push from your bandmates that kind of finding that niche? 
No, uh, it, it was a bit of history interest for me in the beginning. I guess my whole life I've been a, a bit more interested in what was happening in the real world than in the fictional world. And uh, when I was younger, if there was, uh, and I watched a movie, and the movie started with this movie is based on real events or humans or people or whatever, I always knew that from the beginning this will be a little bit better than the ones that are not having this as a, you know, opening, uh, opening text. So. Um, and, and I think Sabaton has done sort of the same as these things. You, we are, we are, our songs will not tell you a full story, but it will give you something that is based on a real story. And if you want the real history, then now we have also launched uh, the Sabaton History Channel a few months ago, something that we wanted to launch for the past 15 years and finally can do. It's like a documentary series on YouTube where we cover each and every Sabaton song together with a team of professional historians and uh, a great host who, who would talk about the history behind our songs in, in a like, not too heavy, not too long format for most people to enjoy. So the whole idea behind that was to make people understand a little bit more what's behind the songs because in the like three or four minutes that we are doing in the the songs, there is like only space for few words, and you yeah, can't really understand what what it actually is about more than more than scratching the surface. <clears throat> uh, good evening, uh, parents. Uh, fantastic to be speaking with you. Thank you for appearing on our show, and congratulations on the launch of the History Channel. It is something that I think a lot of people will enjoy. Um, I wanted to ask, your albums cover a range of the Earth's greatest and most ferocious battles, quite famously. What specifically inspired your dedication to the First World War for the upcoming album, The Great War? Okay, um, there is about one century ago since the Great War or World War One or the War to End All Wars ended. And uh, coming up to the anniversary of the past four years, uh, there has been so much talks about World War One, which is very often overshadowed by World War Two. But the past few years have been very interesting for this topic. And we get a lot of emails normally. Every day my inbox is getting uh, more and more emails from all around the world, people saying, you should write a song about this and you should write a song about that. And um, e even if we still get the, quite a lot of requests to write about Star Wars, uh, <laughs> we, we do get also a lot of uh, awesome ideas. And um, because World War I was so much in focus the past years, there was a lot of people who sent in ideas. So we had way more than, than we could uh, ever put into the album. Uh, and then also, when we launched the Sabaton History Channel, our host of the, of, of the channel, uh, Indy, He's an expert at World War One. So uh, when we were doing the research, we don't really need to to go that far. We just we just happen to have a great guy at our side to help us. So that that really helped to make the album a smooth ride to write. That's awesome. That's fascinating. Um, I guess my follow-up question to that would be: when it comes to actually writing songs and planning out an album, are they planned out in Swedish with a lyrical translation to English, or are they originally just planned and written in English uh, when it comes to the writing process? No, they are in English from the beginning. Um, even if we are Swedish, we are exposed so much to English. We live our lives mostly on the road with a lot of international crew members. So we basically dream in English. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, 
and um, and uh, so our native language of Swedish is being a little bit forgotten in our brains. And when it comes to writing the songs, because uh, a lot of words um, are not same, you know, you, you can say uh, the same word is not nearly the, the same sounding in Swedish as it is in English, which means that if we would write it in Swedish, and then try to translate it, the melodies wouldn't really work out that well. We did that with our album Carolus Rex, where we were simultaneously trying to write it in two different languages. Mm. And um, we, we felt it was way easier to write it in Swedish, though, that one, but, um, but uh, and it was a bit, little bit more exciting because it was something new for us. But, uh, but, but we felt sometimes we needed to take very different roads, uh, routes to get to the same, you know, effect, or so to say. Because mm. the way you say it in Swedish is not the way you say it in English. Of course. Of course, yeah. So how do you land on those topics? So obviously you have so many, so many albums covering so many wars. Like how do you, how do you land on those topics? Um, are there any mm. that you particularly forego to to talk about different wars and different battles? What's that all about? <laughs> it's, a, um, it's a little bit sad and, and unfortunate to to say that you know there's uh, there's been enough fighting and enough killing in the history of human uh, that we can basically release a whole album every day the rest of our lives and we will still not cover <laughs> everything that has been happening so far. And it's a little bit even more sad to say that uh, every day now there are more things being created uh, and more people keep fighting so uh, we, we would be never running out of ideas to sing about unfortunately uh, and and it doesn't seem like people learn anything but um, lo looking into that there, there are so many different topics we like to choose and we, we can sing about in the future and we, we have a lot of ideas we want to make so uh, yeah. Sort of stay tuned for that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, Very yes. well said. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, so with the great tour coming up, and it's kicking off in North America in October, is there any plans to travel down under and visit us? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, nowadays, I mean nowadays. Um, unfortunately for, for you people, I'm, I'm a bit ashamed to say, you know, that we only came there three times during the past 20 years one time with the Nightwish, one time for the download, and one time for playing together with Amon Mars. But we have never yet played uh, like a headline tour in Australia, and this is something we really should reconsider and reconsider. We, we should consider, and uh, we should uh, try to push to make happen. And uh, I know how many people are dying for a, for a metal show of Sabaton with, uh, with full setting and full show, and we will want to make that happen and hopefully we can do it uh, during the great tour um sorry parents i'm me again um you mentioned just then that uh, one of the uh, shows that you had played in australia was with uh, nightwish the finnish symphonic metal band i was going to ask um Lately, or I say lately, in the last few years, there have been quite a few tours. I've noticed that uh, Sabaton has been supporting uh, bands like Delane, uh, Nightwish, other big metal bands of that nature. Do you, as a band, sort of appreciate being able to travel around the world uh, with those other artists and sort of share, I guess, the stage and the experience of putting on a show to thousands of metalheads? 
Um, sure, I mean, playing in front of, uh, together with bands who already have an established crowd or, or a different crowd, it's, uh, it's necessary for a band to grow these days because I wouldn't say that it, it would be possible for Sabaton to build a fan base just by simply existing and not by touring and exposing ourselves to different audiences. Uh, so playing with other bands is necessary. Um, but um, it's also extremely expensive, of course, because the, the main band takes all the income, so we take all the expenses. And doing such a thing is very costly, and especially when you when you have to consider a, um, a country like Australia, which is quite expensive to tour in <laughs> yes. with all the uh, with the flights and uh, and the costs around it. So. Uh, to have zero income and uh, travel with another band in Australia is, is pretty damn expensive. So uh, we're lucky that we can tour in Europe and save up some money, but all that money that we save up in Europe is spent in different places where we are losing a lot of money to play. Of course. So, that's kind of how the world works. Yeah, yes, absolutely. absolutely. It's the it's the curse of being a metal lover in Australia, unfortunately, <laughs> because we're so isolated. We uh, don't get many international acts over here, as you can imagine, just because of, like you said, the cost and the uh, the practical difficulties of traveling to such a, I guess, a, a remote country like Australia, which is a bit of a a bit of a shame. Yeah, no worries. So thank you so much for joining us, Power. Um, we're going to throw to a single that was released that is part of The Great War, which is an album that's coming out in July. Um, and it is Fields of Verdun. You're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Hello there, this is Tyre from Sabaton and you're listening to Geology. 
symphony Alcohol and skin tunes My car is breathing hot and heavy, man With a vicious evil growl It's enough to wake the devil, man It's enough to make him howl See, the night was full of nitro And we thought we would explode When that limo hit a hundred And he ran us off the road I woke up choking at the smell of burning hair and gasoline Twisted chrome, melted glass and broken bodies At the scene That was Dynamite Road, either the third or fifth track off of Alice Cooper's 2017 record Paranormal, released by Ear Music, the label. Before that, we had Through Fire and Flames by Dragon Force. Unfortunately, I know next to nothing about that band. Before that, leading out from our interview with Paris Sundstrom from Sabaton, we had Sabaton's latest single, Fields of Verdun. Yes, and cannot stress you enough that that guy is super nice. He is amazing. Yeah, so uh, in saying that, our suspiciously quiet uh, <laughs> special guest can uh, do do the outro. Because you yeah. have contributed nothing so far. I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm she just has. here to learn. I know, I'm being snarky. <laughs> I'm just here to learn. Have you enjoyed being on geology? I have, I have really enjoyed it. That's um, good. I'm very impressed by your knowledge of like which like number track on the like yeah, he Album. really I'm is like, the Mr. That's Robot. That's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I take my really music impressive. passion seriously. <laughs> yeah, I did mention this last week, but when uh, I first received geology and I said to Ben, do you want to do this together? Ben then launched into like a one-hour tirade on how much he loves Nightwish. Nightwish is my favorite band. And, I will repeat that. And <laughs> watched me, let me, made me, forced me, basically held my eyes open. Oh, God. Uh, to watch uh, him live at the Endmore listening to Nightwish. I just happened to play it. I wasn't forcing you to do anything. He just happened <laughs> to play it for 15 minutes. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Okay, anyway... <laughs> That's unfortunately the end of the show. We've we've had some some crazy crazy news, including maybe fingers crossed, maybe not about the uh, reuniting of um, Rage Against the Machine. I personally hope it happens. Personally, do either. I mean, really, I'd be happy with it either with or without Zach because if it happens, fantastic. It's the full lineup. It's going to sound awesome. If not, and they find a replacement, well, then it is something bone. It's a little extra for fans that maybe do want to see a return of most of the band. Um, 
I guess, obviously, I don't think anyone would prefer it to happen without Zach, but I'd rather it happen without Zach than not at all. So, fingers crossed, I hope something does positive come out of it. Something yeah, Something positive does come out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and something that the fans may not know, well, the fans of this show, <laughs> I, of, of which I'm sure that there are several, <laughs> all two of you. Yes, she's, um, in, the, she's in the studio. She's actually right now in the, the studio. Yeah. Solo um, fan. <laughs> um, me and Ben go through and pick... Uh, half songs each so Ben gets I think he got four this week I and did, I yes. got four this week and Killing in the Name was in fact one of my picks not just because it led, led, it led on from a bit of news um, it, it is one of my favourites and one of my OG heavy metal songs that I first ever listened to that's so, awesome super awesome anyway it's time for the lead out and as we all know uh it's it's Chelsea's turn for the lead out this week. It uh, is. Playing one of uh, my favourite songs from my favourite metal band, uh, Power Wolf. We're playing Killers with a Cross, which is actually a song about the Crusades. Um, it leads in with a Latin prayer um, that... I have the I have the translation of it right here, which is, I believe in God, the Almighty Father, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Wow. But it's said in Latin, so it's super... Ooh. Haunting. It's super haunting. Anyway, so it's about the Crusades. Um, uh, obviously, one of the, the first, like, starts of the Crusades before they kind of went crazy. Um and you can feel free to look into that a little bit more if you have any song suggestions for next week so that Ben and I don't exhaust you with our very niche tastes. Um, you can feel free to send those through to TuneFM 106.9. We both check that page regularly. And if you have any uh, song requests, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, of course, if you have a better name uh, for our new segment than Archaeology – which is kind of like archives and geology together. Yeah, that could be us. That'll be like the, the acting name, the temporary name until someone sends us in something better. So, yeah, until we think of something better. Um, What's it for? Our, our news, our our news, news segment. Because, you know, archaeology when people uncover rocks, geology, ah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, because like geology said, is hard rock and heavy metal. It's funny. And yes. like Chelsea said, it's a combination of archive and geology. Mm. So it fits. Yeah. I think we've rambled too long for this outro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're, we're, we're pretty much on track. Oh, good. Anyway, this is Killers with the Cross, and enjoy that little Latin bit at the start. I, I love it dearly. Um, and also remember that this was all translated from German to English, so that's it's pretty pretty good feat. Mad respect for Power Wolf. Anyway, you're listening to 106.9 Tune FM. We'll catch you next Monday. See you then. See ya. Bye.